Welcome to Grounding Visions, a podcast from Society of Air, supporting artists, healers, small business owners, and social change makers in sharing their work with the world in a way that feels aligned, authentic, and even enjoyable. Because you have visions that are going places. Welcome to Grounding Visions. I am your host, Holly Hilgenberg of Staying Ghost, artist, community builder, and creative communications practitioner. And today we are going to talk about planning your marketing for 2024. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Um, But today's episode is all about finding ways to make this a positive, supportive experience that is actually helpful to you and doesn't just contribute to a bunch of shame or stress or overwhelm. And before we get into the episode, if you are looking for more support in planning your marketing for the year to come, I do have two offers that could be helpful for you. Uh, The first is that the Creators Support Group call this month that's available for paid subscribers of my Double Gemini Substack newsletter, which I put out through Staying Ghost, is going to be all about planning and goal setting for 2024, also reflecting and honoring everything that we did in 2023. It's going to be a great conversation and really fun. So if you've been thinking about joining the Substack and supporting my work there, Uh, definitely do it and join us for the December 19th call. And if you want to go even deeper, um, I am going to be offering a limited amount of discounted consulting one-on-one packages um, in the next month that are specific around helping you determine your own personalized roadmap for sharing your work in 2024. So if you're interested in checking either of those offerings out and you like what you hear in this episode, check out societyofair.com or the links in the show notes below. And now let's get into the show. So before we get into today's episode, I want to share... Uh, as an example of how all of this that we're doing is part of a process, um, I just recorded this entire episode and realized after 20 minutes and giving it my all and feeling really good that I had recorded it on a track that the microphone was not connected to. So I am... (laughs) re-recording this and uh, just wanted to share that because I feel like it's a perfect example of how, you know, all of this is a process and we are learning all the time and it can get frustrating and we can mess up. 
but the important thing is to learn and keep going. So on that note, let's talk about planning your marketing strategy. Um, So we are at the end right now. If you're listening to this in real time or the um, next few weeks to come, we are at the end of 2023. Can you believe it? Uh, It's wild. Um, And we are getting into 2024. And as you probably experience every year, there's so much talk about planning for the next year and making goals and resolutions and, you know, really just kicking everything off with a bang. And that can be motivating. And it can also be incredibly overwhelming and stressful, um, especially if you're a person that doesn't really do that great at setting goals and sticking to them or sticking to a schedule when it comes to things like creating a marketing plan. And so with this episode, I am encouraging you to view this time to do some reflection, which can be actually supportive to creating your marketing planning that you want to do in the new year. So how can we use this time without, you know, being really overwhelmed or stressed out or, you know, coming up with a massive plan that has really lofty goals that ultimately leads us to just burning out in, you know, the first few weeks into it. So to kick off my suggestions for how to look at uh, planning your marketing for 2024, I first want to suggest that if this isn't a good time for you, don't do the planning. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you have a ton going on, it's okay to wait. Uh, You know, for the last three years before this year, I was managing the retail space for a small local um, craft chocolate company, and the holidays were bonkers. And I was so incredibly frustrated year after year with the fact that during this time when everything in nature was telling me to slow down with the colder, darker, shorter days... (laughs) We were supposed to be speeding up and speeding up for the, you know, the sake of consumerism and Christianity. And it just, it really did not align with how I knew I wanted to be during this time. And so if you're feeling like really overwhelmed, really burnt out, if you have just a ton going on with travel or family or you're feeling stressed about finances because of travel and family and gifts and all of those things, you know, it really is okay to take a beat and come back to it. So that's my first suggestion. That said, if you're feeling like inspired, like this is the time to get going for you, more power to you. And that's what we're going to talk about. And also, You know, if you do need to take a beat, you can always come back to this and all of these suggestions will still be helpful. 
The major one that I would suggest when it comes to planning out your marketing strategies for the year to come is to determine somewhere between one and three grounding points for your strategy. And essentially what grounding points are, are any regular specific goals or tasks that you want to achieve during a specific time frame. For me, I find that that time frame is really helpful to look at as a week, but for you, it might be a month. Um, An example of this might be something like you want to send out your newsletter every Wednesday and post on Instagram on Mondays and Saturdays. For myself, my grounding points are getting this podcast out on Sundays or Mondays and releasing my Double Gemini Substack newsletter through Staying Ghost every Friday. So this doesn't mean that that's all you do as far as your marketing, but you know, you'll find that your time often includes a lot more tasks. The idea for this is that no matter what, you're aiming to get these tasks accomplished at the minimum. And when picking your grounding points, you ideally want to select something that is achievable with a little bit of reach. So it's something that you know you can do, but it takes some amount of consistency and effort and time to do it. So we want to push ourselves a little bit without being too overzealous and pushing too much because we really don't want to burn ourselves out. And ideally, we want to be picking things that are connected back to our overall marketing goals. So this would be things that, you know, are looking at really the content, the platform, how we're reaching people. So an example of this would be something like you have an overall goal of positioning yourself as someone that has a lot of expertise in your specific field. So then you would want your grounding points to essentially be things that allow you to share that expertise and demonstrate that you have them. So going back to the example that we had before, you know, sending out your newsletter every Wednesday and posting on Instagram twice a week, what we would want to be looking at for that is, okay, how often are we incorporating content that is also supporting this goal of showcasing how we have this understanding and knowledge in the field that we are working within. Um, They can also be really helpful in terms of looking at, you know, doing any sort of launches or offers that you are sharing as well. But the idea is that they're always there, that they're always the ones that we go back to again and again. We can have flexibility in terms of what it is that we're sharing with them. But overall, we want it to support what our larger goal is in terms of sharing our work with our audience. And consistently committing to your grounding points shows both yourself and your audience that you are committed to your work and that helps build trust. And at the same time, it's really important to have the expectation that sometimes we may find ourselves unable to even complete the bare minimum and that's okay. 
I really encourage you to be aware of discouragement and beating yourself up and know that life happens. You might need to take a break and that's okay. Just really know that you will be able to get back at it. What we want to avoid is the trap of, you know, falling off the the path and then getting so discouraged that we just give up entirely. You know, know that you can always get back to it and it will be okay. In addition to having your grounding points, it can be helpful to create seasonal goals or intentions related to sharing your work. And I mentioned this a little bit before about how the two should be ideally intertwined. Um, And these can be number-based if that feels helpful and motivating to you. Or you can also create goals that have more of a values or impact-driven sort of crux to them. And this could also look like a combo of the two. So an example of a goal that is both including numbers and also is focused on impact One could be extend the impact of my work through consistently creating YouTube content, sharing advice at least five times over the next three months. Or it could be something like to create a series of 15 Instagram posts with information related to my framework to share over this month. So those are just a couple examples, but really, you know, the idea with this is that you want to find things that are related to your work, related to the impact that you want to have with your audience, and, you know, better, that's actually helpful for you, you know, like, for the longest time, I would hear people talk about having goals, and it felt like such a major stressor to me, rather than it feeling like something that actually made sense and felt supportive. Um, And, you know, being aware of things like that can be really helpful because essentially what I was finding is that I wasn't really thinking about goals in terms of helping to guide me and how I was really, you know, focusing my energy, but rather I was thinking about it more as like almost a shaming exercise of like, you need to do this. And if you don't, then like you're a failure. And we we don't want to do that. We want to be able to use everything in planning our marketing to really support us, to make us feel good and excited about sharing our work with our people. I'd also recommend allowing space for yourself to have movement within your plan and allow for new inspiration to come in. Um, I personally struggle with, you know, really sticking to a super linear, straightforward schedule and plan. So for me, having an amount of openness is really helpful. And I prefer to think of my planning as a more circular approach. And I think that an example of how to think about your planning in terms of being more circular actually can be found when we're talking about having inspiration come in. Because one thing that we could do is um, having something like a Google Doc or a notebook that when we do have new ideas and inspiration, we record it in there. And then that way, rather than, you know, totally jumping ship and 
you know, getting off track with what we've already committed to planning and working on, we have that information somewhere so that when there is a lull or we're doing our assessments, we can go back to it, look at it and be like, okay, is this something that I'm still interested in? If so, how can I incorporate it? Um, this is also a really great thing so that if you are, you know, having lulls or not feeling inspired, you can always go back to that and glimmer those like moments of inspiration and get the wheels turning again. And the important thing when you're thinking about, you know, allowing yourself that movement and that inspiration within your plan is that it doesn't throw you so much off track again that you know, you're throwing everything out the window as well, because you want to allow yourself that time and space to really see through the things that you've been working on and planning and putting so much energy and time and focus into. And that can be really difficult for people that, you know, have tons of ideas. Um, I am definitely one of those people. And it's really been a journey for me to figure out how to find that balance of harnessing, you know, new ideas and inspiration and really honoring, again, the work that I've done and the visions that I've had and working to see those through. So if that's something that you struggle with, definitely know that you're not alone. It does not make you a bad person. It does not mean that your work is not worthwhile. It does not mean that you can't succeed. It just means that we need to figure out how to have the balance to both honor that and to also commit to what it is that we, you know, had been planning on working on and want to continue doing. We want to give ourselves the ability to actually see things through. And that brings us to doing assessments. Um, I would recommend checking in at the start of each season or month or both to see how things have gone for you in terms of sharing your work and doing your marketing. A few questions that you can ask when you do this include things like, what has and hasn't worked? What did you enjoy about sharing? Uh, what didn't you enjoy? Um, how are my people engaging with me? Are they responding to what I'm sharing? Uh, what can be leaned into, adjusted, or scrapped? And it's important here, again, to be kind to yourself and honest. Because if you struggle to stick with your grounding points, for instance, then it this is an opportunity to examine why that might have been so that you can adjust and try something that might work better. So we really just want to keep in mind that the information that we're receiving about how things worked as far as our plan, it's not about shaming you. It's not about being a marker of if you're a failure or a success. It really is just information that we can use to better how we work in the time to come. And I also encourage you to give yourself time to fully test something out before you totally ax it because it can take time to figure out what works for you and it will also likely change as your needs and your work shifts. And that's okay. Finally, if the idea of sitting down and planning things out makes you feel avoidant or stressed, 
allow yourself space and time to do this in a way that feels supportive to you. You could give yourself a reward for having completed your planning, um, or you can, you know, incorporate things into your environment to make it more encouraging and cozy, like lighting a candle, having your favorite beverage, putting on a fun playlist. Um, You could also split it up over several sessions. So rather than being like, I have to have this all figured out within one hour, and if I don't, you know, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Like instead, give yourself a little bit more leeway and space so that you can start, you know, thinking about things and throwing ideas out there before, you know, you commit to a plan that you're like, okay, this is how I'm going to move forward. Additionally, it can be really helpful to do things like going for a walk or doing some sort of automatic task that doesn't require a lot of attention, things like showering or, you know, doing the dishes while you're also, you know, having the intention of reflecting on this and what you want to do in the year to come. And above all, really be soft with yourself Planning out your marketing work for the year should be something that helps you. It We really don't want it to be something that's working against you, that makes you feel bad about yourself or your work. Ideally, you know, what this should be is something that gets you excited, that feels supportive, that you can actually use when you're looking at the year ahead and how you're going to be sharing your work with the world and how you're going to be reaching the people that your work is here to serve. And the more that we can move away from it being a point of shooting all over ourselves, the better. If you're looking for even more support in planning for the year ahead, Again, I encourage you to check out my two offers to help you in getting stoked about sharing your work in 2024. Again, the first one is that paid subscribers to my Double Gemini Substack newsletter through Staying Ghost will have a special creator support group call on December 19th, uh, where we will reflect on everything that we worked on in 2023 and create and share our goals for our work in 2024. And then if you're looking to go even deeper, I am offering a limited number of one-on-one consulting packages at a discounted rate to support you in creating your personalized roadmap to sharing your work in 2024. And again, participants who are part of my Share Your Magic course this past year will receive a further discount by applying the cost that they paid for the course to the consulting package. So to learn more about either of those offers, visit societyofair.com or check out the links in the show notes below. I hope everyone is doing well as we wrap up the final month of 2023 and that you stay safe and get lots of rest. Until next time, take it easy. Thank you for listening to Grounding Visions. For more support in sharing your magic with the world, visit societyofair.com. Follow me on Instagram at society.of.air or sign up for the Grounding Visions newsletter in the show notes below. And a special thanks to Chris Rose of Robust Worlds for our theme music and production support. 
And if you've enjoyed this episode and know folks who would benefit from it, please share it with them. Thank you for your gift of connection. And until next time, take it easy and have a good one. Thank you.